The career fair is coming up, and I'll be running the teacher's booth. So I'll see you all after the career fair. Three nights before Christmas, when all through the Commonwealth, not a creature was stirring, not even an evil elf. The sisters of anti-Christmas went to the forest on a dare, but their candle broke, interrupting their prayer. Kirsten's brother was nestled all snug in his bed, while visions of his sister boobs danced in his head. Kirsten with her cat and Grandpa Strangelove in his chair had just settled down when the elf gave them such a scare. Into the house crept the elf to such a clatter. An odd little thing, he was eager to let blood splatter. <laughs> Grandfather believed the kids, but Mom did not, and so begins the breakneck pace of our plot. Off to work at Golems, Kirsten did go, where she asked the mall Santa for fresh fallen snow. Up her leg, Santa's hand did creep and slope. Thus, Santa was fired for giving Kirsten a grope. The elf was out for blood, so tiny and quick, he snuck into Golems to murder St. Nick. McGavin walks in, an ex-cop who was fired, but now that he's sober, for Santa he's hired. Kirsten and friends party at Golems on Christmas Eve Eve. The sisters are killed by the elf, but there's no time to grieve. Detective Santa spots a symbol in blood all over the damn place. So for some reason, his old cop boss puts him on the case. <laughs> to the library's occult section, Santa went for knowledge he sought to learn that Nazis made elves for a fiendish plot. It's foretold the elf and the virgin will mate on Christmas Eve, so Kirsten gets knocked up, and Antichrist she does conceive. Back in his study, Grandpa is revealed as a Nazi doc. They say Kirsten is special, the mother of the master flock. <laughs> Turns out Grandpa is just Pa, and oh boy does he suck. He raped his own daughter for Nazi science. Yuck. <laughs> Shootouts, car chases, and an ass-kicking Saint Nick. Oh boy, was I down with this movie shtick. As much as I wish for a Hanukkah movie, this one, I admit, was damn groovy. So I sprang to write this report on my Mac, eager to jump on Zoom with you all to yak. So dear classmates, let this podcast take flight. Happy Elvesmas to all, and to all a good fright. <laughs> <laughs> Their mission to mate with a virgin and conquer the world as a pint-sized master race. I'm saving it for someone special. Dan Haggerty stars as Mike McGavin, an ex-detective working on hard times. First you send and then you die. Elves. They're not working for Santa anymore. Now that that's over with all in all, let's go around the table to do the roll call. Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked it and everything, Greg. I guess I was just surprised we didn't get one performance of Blue Christmas in it. You know, because it was a Christmas Elvis movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. El Elvis? That's how you pronounce it, right? El Elvis. 
There was only one elf in it. It couldn't possibly have been called elves. Elves. (laughs) Greg Hansen. All right, everybody. We now convene the Tribunal of Human-Made Fantasy Creatures. It's a very diverse crowd we have here. Let's see. We have humans, um, skinny humans, (laughs) half-skinny humans, black skinny humans, (laughs) small humans with big beards and axes, small humans with no beards and big hairy feet, Small humans with pointy hats, humans that have had sex with dragons, uh, humans on top, horses on the bottom, (laughs) very small humans with wings, and one I've heard a lot about, but I still haven't ever seen, the female orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) Casey Regan. I'm just realizing I'm about to reference a meme in a podcast. Explain it in excruciating detail, Casey. (laughs) You've heard of the elf on a shelf. (laughs) Now get ready for the antichrist worshipping Nazi incest pedophile elf sex cult on the panties viced gore tripping quasi ingest flemo piled shelf sex cult. I ran out of steam. Oh, and I'm Josh Roth. I am surprised that a gnome named Gnorm had a successful film career after his titular film. Yeah, but this one killed him. He He didn't seem to be able to close his mouth. Well, drugs are a hell of a thing, Josh. <laughs> I watched a two-hour interview oh with the, the writer and director earlier today. And it answers a lot of the questions <gasps> oh, that, that were already raised. Including Elvis? <laughs> so elves. Why is it plural? Does he answer why it's plural? Because it was supposed to be. <laughs> Action International Pictures was doing that thing that fly-by-night production companies do where they basically Ponzi scheme their movies, right? Selling a movie, spending all the money on like getting the production company started and like buying themselves nice cars and then realize that they still needed to make a movie, then selling (laughs) another movie. So they're always like a movie behind. But this was pitched to the writer director after he had sent them a script for something called Robo Chick, which he would make after this. And they apparently called him after the script of RoboChick was done and in their hands. And they were like, actually, before you do that, do you want to make this movie called Elves? We have a poster. It starts to shoot in a week. And we need a script and everything. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. They have seven elves, is what he's told. They're all about three inches big. They're miniatures. And there's, you know, one that can climb a tree and one that can fall and one that could be destroyed like all these things one that can fondle with a tiny little arm yeah. <laughs> and when he gets use that to, one a lot and, <laughs> and when he gets to colorado patrick denver who is bob denver's son who apparently looks just like bob denver <laughs> aka gilligan is the makeup effects artist what? brings a, a videotape that just has like a bust that's like made out of clay. It's not skull. It's not done. Oh my god! It's like ooh odd. He's like, but it's not done. And how big is it? The guy's like three feet tall. And he was like, okay, I was told like seven inches tall, and I was told a bunch of them. They had one. They lied. And apparently, when they actually brought it, they like filled it with foam immediately, like basically on set. And they didn't think about the fact that they had wires and mechanisms in it. So mm. it rendered it completely useless as oh, far as... Oh, that's why it can't close its mouth or do anything. Yeah. <sighs> and so 
Patrick Denver apparently goes, I was trained in puppeteering in New York, so I'll puppet it. But apparently he had learned it through like Sesame Street. Yeah, I can tell. And, I can tell. And, <laughs> and so so the way he described it was every time he had to do something, his his head would rear back. <laughs> the thing about the elf that I could not get out of my head. It looked like Leonardo Camino. The guy who plays scary German guy in oh, Monster my Squad. Oh my god! It looks so much like him. It looks just like him. I have seen uh, monsters too. Yeah, he is one. Nazis. The ones you do. And I was like, oh no, oh. Uh, I have wow. to also say up front, so I've been dealing with food poisoning or virus for the past two days. Unclear. So Josh watched it last night while I was in a very much like fog on the couch and was like, I'll just absorb as much of this as I can, which was not a lot because I want to <laughs> read out the only things I remembered when I was watching it for real today. And that was in order. We now convene the Sisters of Anti-Christmas. I had a rough day at work. Santa got murdered. I killed the cat. The raccoon may have dragged it to the window, but I killed it. Life is long and life is hard, but Kevin's is thick and Dave's is a yard. <laughs> that man in the study is your grandfather and your father. It was not traumatic for her at all. I would do nothing to hurt my own daughter. She was drugged and unconscious. So that's my picture of this movie. <laughs> and I will say... It's yeah, a pretty, pretty full picture. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's a lot of the movie. You got actually, I think, a clearer picture of it than I... That, that for some reason, like, synthesized it into a much more digestible thing in my head. It's like, you had food poisoning, so it's the process of, like watching a fever dream through yes. a fever dream it could make sense to you and you alone jamie the irony of you being able to digest this movie while not being able to digest your food is crazy <laughs> <laughs> this movie being written in one week is very odd i mean makes sense not a surprise but also I hate that you told me that because <laughs> if this guy was given elves, Nazis, and Christmas and out came this story of, I don't know, the message of which being America and Christmas is the incest baby of Nazism. <laughs> Imagine what he could do with more than a week. At face value, this is a poorly made horror Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. mm. How dare you? Watching it a second time especially, I was like, this is wild because this is a comedy script played straight. Yes. 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 If you took Ginger Dead Man or fucking thanks killing like one of these like super slapsticky tongue in cheek neo asylum horror comedies with a ridiculous name and you just took out all of the like wacky humor that's this and finding out that writer director Jeffrey Mandel hardcore comes from comedy. Oh, okay. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, then I am getting yeah. Yeah. He graduates from UCLA in, like, 1975. He makes a parody disaster movie called Sonic Boom that kind of takes place in an airport. Does pretty well, you know, for a short, but it was right when, like, they stopped showing shorts before movies. But he, at the same time, tries out to be the um, music supervisor for the Kentucky Fried Theater Company. And uh. he doesn't get the job, but he tells the dudes to come check out his movie, right? Mm -hmm. Three of the guys come to check out 
his movie every time it plays, and it turns out that it is the Zucker Brothers, and what? they oh. ultimately make Airplane after this, and apparently like lift a scene of his what? from his movie into Airplane. Oh my God. Do we know what the like jive talking on the back uh, of the plane yeah. or something okay, like that? Okay, <laughs> that's so specific. Like you can't even say that that like wasn't stolen from you, and it's something like that. <laughs> this guy has some crazy stories. Wow. There's so much shit. This, but like this guy like knows his shit and is like, and which is. In some ways, it, pretty obvious, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. The cat's name is Agamemnon. Agamemnon yeah. lives in a family that's full of like rape and incest. This yes. movie is all about rape and incest. It's a well-made movie. Like it's one of the better-looking movies. I will say that. Like, I can of things see we, things. You can see. You can see things even in darkness. <laughs> you can see things. It's a capable movie, and it's fun. The movie also be looking like an episode of Wishbone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> can confirm. Yeah, yeah. It must be said now, maybe. It was written in a, a week or two, and it was edited in 24 hours. <gasps> what? That's just not possible. Apparently two 12-hour shifts. <gasps> I don't know when in the movie I kind of gelled with it, and then I wrote it to the end like a wave. I think the introduction of Mike helps. I think Mike is like the one kind of like that does this oh, yeah, yeah. down yeah. on his luck alcoholic yeah. former cop. He's also not the best personality in the world. He's like, hey, girl, you think you're having a bad day? I'm also having a bad day, so don't feel so bad, okay? <laughs> but yeah, like, does not understand how to... How to empathize like, with people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you think you have it bad, bitch? Get out of here. I... I also love that he was a detective and then a the store, store detective. detective. Oh, no, that was that was actually the moment for me when this movie won me over was it wasn't just him. It was that he was a person with no internal monologue. Yes. <laughs> no thought was not communicated. And it was all, he was just kind of doing shtick to himself. We now convene the Sisters of Anti-Christmas. What's this? It's our symbol, the Virgin of Anti-Christmas. I dream those Art Deco boobs. Cool, huh? Oh, no. Isn't this your grandfather's book? Yeah, he also told me never to come out here. Oh, Royal Bust if he finds out. Hey, the candle. Ah! You open on the Sisters of Anti-Christmas doing, like, <laughs> a fake tarot reading or something around, like, a whale blubber oil lamp <laughs> that they, like, punch into <laughs> drawing blood so that they can awaken the elf. Except they don't. They accidentally break the thing and then give up afterwards and like, oh, I guess we're blood sisters. <laughs> they just walk away. Y'all are glossing right all over I was gonna the get insane to it. piece of art our lead character makes it's that so has crazy. just a naked woman with yes. quote unquote art deco boobs, yes. which is just four rectangles. I don't know about you guys, and I don't know if this says more about me, but <laughs> I saw the swastikas right away. No, no. I was going to say, Casey, Casey, are you turned on by these boobs? Would you still be turned on by them when we reveal their swastikas? I don't know what it was. I like the. I was. I like in the shot of the drawing. My brain went. Why is there? There's like a fucking Samus without her armor on drawing. <laughs> with like swastika pasties as if it's the Necronomicon or yeah. something when it's like clearly his nudie drawings of like Ava Braun. 
<laughs> Except I don't know what's happening here. Except it's it's her grandfather's book, but she drew in it. It's so many logic leaps that now that yeah. you say it was written in a week makes so much sense. We just got to get from point A to point B. Just get from point A to point B. Yeah, guys, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if I was just, you know, like seeing things in the tea leaves. I, yeah, my second note. In the teat leaves <laughs> on the, in the teeth leaves my or my fourth note swastika is on the boobs question mark <laughs> yeah all right you got God, i can't believe you the nailed it the second line of the movie is like i want to figure out dave but why just figure out dave we should figure out everything we're girls remember yeah. we're the master, master race. race yes oh my <laughs> like, god what a thing to jump to that that reads like you've been raised in a QAnon household by the way like to say <laughs> exactly. that with no irony and exact and like exact factualness it's like oh girl you don't know what you're talking about right now it's not fashism it's fashism <laughs> I really should have picked up on the fact that it was Nazis considering in the very next scene she goes to put the book back in her grandfather's study and her grandfather is just Dr. Strangelove yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and her mom is Nurse Ratchet yes yeah, yeah. <gasps> grandfather I was just gonna first was for being here without my permission the second was for the lie you were about to tell. What were you doing with the book? Nothing. I was looking at it. Where? You weren't at home? You were in the forest? No, you told me never to go there. I also told you never to touch my books. This whole time I was like... So we're not talking about the fact that they're Nazis? Like, is everyone just a Nazi and that's what we're supposed to be interesting? Well, yeah, and her mom, again, is comically evil because, like, oh, Grandpa yeah. slaps oh, her yeah. twice for be sneaking out into the woods with his book. And the mom is like, you're not going to learn from that punishment. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take all of your savings tomorrow. And your I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. She was raised in a literal fascist household. Yeah. It's weird to think of this as playing things like close to the chest when it is a string of nonsense. <laughs> I don't know. I, it makes me a little, whatever the word for nostalgic for something like you didn't live is. You know, I hate to sound like a fucking blah, blah, freedom of speech asshole, but it's like, it's funny to think of a time when like Nazi rape and incest were like things you put in a movie because they were like, Let's hit these jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hit these silly ideas. When Nazis were just, what's the most evil thing you can uh, think of? We'll, we'll have these cartoonish Nazis. And now right. it's just they never actually went away. And now they're just kind of like. It's just a window of time where culturally a Nazi was as goonishly evil as a <laughs> a rapist elf from yeah. hell when hell is empty the elves will walk the earth let us not forget that this movie is plagiarizing <laughs> yeah. like a lot like, <laughs> but this is a collage at the end of the day really And I'm going to tell everybody I saw him. Get out of here. You're not supposed to be in here without my permission. Yeah, well, fuck you. Mom says she's getting... So the elf sneaks into their house and scrapes... Willie is the Willie is the son. Yeah, Willie. The fact the that the, the, the little pervy little brother's name is Willie is crazy. Like, his name is Little Willie. Like, but who is a little creep? Yeah, a little uh, pervert. Is... A self-professed pervert. Wow. 
Yep, he literally says he is a per- Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I sort of loved that. I hated that I loved it, but I loved it. <laughs> I hated that I was rooting for him to survive at the end. I'm like, oh, he's come back around like this little pervert creep. Everybody is a creep in this movie. How is he related to her? Half-brother then? Was there a father of oh, Willie? That's my guess. Yeah. Wait, okay. That's okay. never explored. And she said there's a dad. Like she's yeah. like I miss dad. So the, I feel like there must have yeah. been a dad and yeah. that's Willie's dad. Yeah, and then yeah. they said that Kirsten was was his was his, was yeah. his daughter. I but... mean that makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Let it not be unnoted. This movie which yeah, sure Jamie, it looks good. <laughs> but it, <laughs> hey, it capable <laughs> looks better than a lot of stuff that we've seen while the movie is able to have a scene set at night shoot it at night and we can see it which <laughs> on, on our scale is a triumph it's quite, it's quite a cinematic triumph it has thus far been a little bit of garbage as well like it's yeah. just a, a three shot of girls sitting in a field <laughs> pretending to spill and break a candle and then a little tiny rubber fist punches its way out the ground <laughs> his fists are so tiny it's just a little elmo hand then we cut to paraplegic jerry stiller but a nazi yes. doing woman brutality yes a crazy mom has stolen her daughter's money. <laughs> the whole time, I have seen the swastikas in, on the nipples. Like, I, I am already like, well, these are Nazis also. Like, while this is all going on, my brain is going, and they They're are Nazis. Nazis. And then our lead is taking a shower. Her little brother, not, oh, no, stepbrother, you know, hot, but actual brother. <laughs> peeps in and go and is like i love seeing those titties i love my sister's boobs they're big and i like them and i'm gonna tell everyone at school what they look like and then she goes haha you goof and they dive on bed together tickling each other wild i am to say the least intrigued <laughs> this movie is nothing if not intriguing a movie that at least from my point of view has a very sort of ambivalent opinion of both Nazism and incest. Look, I'm going to hear the movie out. I, I picture George R.R. R. Martin flipping through the channels in like 1990 being like, hmm, very interesting. This is an interesting concept. But does Game of Thrones have this much dogs don't know it's not bacon cam? <laughs> uh, the camera is... No, they do not. Yeah, it, it, it's moving, that's for sure. But it also does not match the speed at not which at these all. puppets move. No, <laughs> like... no, to describe the elf, it does look like a gnome named Gnorm mated with the scary German. But also his head doesn't match his legs or hands. He has the teeny tiniest no, proportional hands. Proportional-wise, he should he should always be falling over yes. immediately. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's got little little teeny tiny legs and a giant ass head. But, you know, if her home life didn't suck enough, guess what? Her work life also sucks. <laughs> Guys, I really want to shop at Golem's department store. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I want to. <laughs> Golem's isn't an appealing mall. No. no. It's not it, I, I, it's a it's not even store. Yeah. It's, it's not a mall. Yeah. It's ostensibly supposed to be Macy's. There's a, like, there's, a, there's a coffee counter that doesn't serve any food besides donuts they bought at the grocery store down the street. That have been thoroughly floored. Yes. 
thoroughly floored. Golems is to elves as Gimbals is to elf. Uh, big question. Actually, a huge question. <laughs> that came up the minute I heard Golems Department Store. <laughs> the movie's called Elves. They keep saying troll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Golems came up, it was the first time I asked myself a question that I sort of have not stopped asking myself, even as the movie wrapped up. <laughs> Whether the movie was anti-Nazi or anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really hope it was one over the other. There's some parts where I was like, it may be both. I mean, at no point in the movie does a Jewish person, as far as I know, show up. They're less concerned about making the master race and more about her not getting like raped. So, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and maybe this is the effect of... When it's 1989, we're blowing Nazis away in like Wolfenstein and shit. <laughs> Watching something from that brief window when Nazi was just an ahistorical bad guy. It like reads <laughs> as maybe not anti-Semitic specifically, but very like you're forgetting why the Nazi's bad. It's not just the voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just the voice. Also, there was a long time in this movie where I, I really did not know the elves uh, motivations. So <laughs> the fact that the store was called Golems and then the very pointedly Nazi characters when we're first seeing and spending time with them and they're sort of vaguely talking about like the creature, the creatures, blah, blah, blah. I was wondering if the elf was going to be some sort of like vengeance totem. I mean, it kind of is. Like, it's it's at least protecting her. Its intent is to protect her, to make it to Christmas Eve. So that's why it attacked her brother, because her brother was being mean to her. It right. cut off the nutsack of the Santa that molested <laughs> her. It eventually kills her mom, who's, like, the worst person in her life. I don't know why it killed her friend, but um, that one was unclear. I would almost say that maybe Mike is the golem, right? Oh. He's, he's, he's created oh, the by mom. the golem's department store he wouldn't have been <laughs> been there at all i love had it. he not been empl employed as santa he becomes santa in that moment yes yeah i think that is true and better and what shakes out i was very worried that our elf was going to be the face of jewish vengeance and not, <laughs> not that face it couldn't be that face i'm glad it didn't go that direction ho 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 and what do you want for Christmas, little girl? For it not to be Christmas. What? Oh, it's snow. Can you make it snow? Oral. What? Santa said oral. Kristen gets groped by the mall Santa. Unfortunately, it's Kirsten. It is, and it is unfortunate. Is oh, it, it is Kirsten. Kirsten? It oh. is Kirsten. I have both written down. I do in my have notes. both written down. Okay, <laughs> Kirsten. But yeah, she goes to sit on Santa's lap because, again, they are the sisters of anti Christmas, and they're basically just there to tease Santa, but like not sexually, I don't think. I don't yeah, think the plan was to be sexual. They just wanted well, they to. Said like, they wanted to go goof on, goof Santa, on Santa, but Santa, they're not yeah. really goofing on no, him. They no. just kind of go. She just asks for snow. snow. Well, first he's like, can you cancel Christmas? Ugh, fine, snow, I guess. And then he immediately jumps to feeling her up and asking for oral, which like, it's not also the person Oof. who's sitting on Santa's lap is not supposed to hear what Santa wants for Christmas. It's the opposite. <laughs> so, uh, 
This guy was a terrible Santa. Santa, Santa doesn't his, whisper to you problem. what he wants. That's that, problem. You know what? I amend my answer. When I realized I loved this movie was when the mall Santa leaned in and went, Santa said oral. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a good movie, actually. That's, yeah. very, that's very funny. I think mine was when the Santa goes back to his dressing room, does coke, and is stabbed to death by the elf. <laughs> In the dick. In the dick. and In the dick. Dick stabbed to and death. And we don't see it, but we learn that his nuts were taken. Which is also cross-cut with the mom yes! drowning the cat oh, in the toilet, dumping it into a pre-dug hole and saying, well, at least now I have fertilizer for my crocuses. And it's like, bitch, you need more than fertilizer in that dirt patch. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's a wild editing choice. And- made uh. a little bit better by the fact that it was in all done in 24 hours. Yes. To me, it was very educational because I have a hard enough time. Like if I ever need to give my cat a flea bath, he fights me like hell. So I, she figured out something where if you get a cat in a pillowcase and do it in a toilet, actually, they barely move at all. They won't fight back. They just <laughs> let it happen like a falcon, like a hood thrown over like a falcon. <laughs> so many insane choices, right? The cross cutting is insane. The mom killing the cat by drowning it in a pillowcase in the toilet in the is toilet. insane. In a room that presumably has a bathtub as well, it, I'd it imagine. Did. It was it right behind because it, yes. She gets killed She in dies it. in it. <laughs> right. That's the irony, Casey. She dies in the same oh, room. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. It would have been better if she had also died in the same place, but, you know, whatever. There's just so many little pretty flourishes, like Frank or Hank, our hero. Mike McGavin? Santa? Is that his name? I thought yeah. it was, like, Frank Abbott or something. What? <laughs> no, it's Mike McGavin. Whatever. Santa. 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 He's like Kenny Rogers if he didn't know when to fold him. <laughs> <laughs> Just a down and out ex cop and ex store cop. He's so down and out. He got evicted from his airstream, which I didn't yes. know is possible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. He got locked out of an RV. The city <laughs> kicked him out of an RV. That's how down and out he is. First you send and then you die. In my case, they piss on you. I hope this doesn't start to represent a trend. No, Ace, I'm not a detective anymore. I'm not even a store detective anymore. This is none of my concern. I'm Santa. All I gotta do is just take care of my reindeer. It's also important that the movie distinguishes between him being down on his luck and like, but he's still like a normal, nice guy. Like there's a stark raving homeless person we see later in the movie. And it's important that we know that that's not him. This no. is still a good he's, guy. He's Santa. He's Santa. His eyebrows are constantly turned in, into cute face. Like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He delivers all of his lines with like cute eyebrows. Like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm seven foot three. I'm just a little puppy 300 dog. pounds, but don't worry, I'm. I'm a, I'm a nice I ate guy. the last mall Santa that was here, but don't, <laughs> yeah. don't worry. I loved him. But yeah, he looks just like Santa. So yeah, he, he doesn't even need anything, really. Like, and he, yeah. he was the store detective. I think that's what he called it's it. It's amazing. He was definitely just a mall cop. <laughs> that was my favorite little flourish, though it was... Not my favorite little flourish. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. I, I never want to lie to you guys. I had mixed feelings, but skewing good about the flourish that he like kept the chalk outline 
of the yeah, body yeah, yeah. of the Santa that. before him in the dressing room and like talked to it. I dug that. That was nice. It doesn't make any sense, but for a script written in a week, it's like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a funny, <laughs> that's a good idea for a movie. He got fired from the force, worked at Golems, then got fired from Golems, but now is sober so that he gets the job of Santa because they desperately need Santa. Because he was killed. Because he died. Are you Kirsten Hiller? Yeah, but I don't know why you want to talk to me. The guy tries to feel you up. You slap him. Words are exchanged. He's found dead a few minutes later with his nuts cut off. What should I think? He was a pervert and a drug addict and somebody killed him. Isn't that the spirit of Christmas? No, it's not. Also, this cop who consistently thinks Kirsten is behind these murders, like without even yeah. like examining any other lead. He's just like, so this guy molests you, walks away. Everyone has witnessed that you stayed here and did not follow him, but he mo- is mysteriously murdered. Mm. Sounds suspicious, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, he's very clearly not good at his job because he tasks a former police officer yes. with solving the murder of in two hours. children <laughs> in 24 hours. Oh, yeah, and then fucks off forever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, forever, for the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Wait, that is so funny because he's in those scenes as, as like, serious-faced, stern-faced cop, and then he's gone. Oh, that's so funny. I love this movie's sometimes, I think, purposeful, sometimes non-purposeful misdirect abilities. (laughs) This movie zigs when you think it's going to zag sometimes. Like, for instance, we kind of went past it, but the first quote-unquote elf attack when it jumps on pervy brother, Uh little Willie. (laughs) You get monster's POV cam, right, sneaking up to a door, and then the camera creeps up Kirsten's bed. And then it's like, and then you hear a scream from the other room, and it's Willie that's getting attacked. And it's like, there's like little things like that that keep happening throughout the movie that are both like occasionally like effective, like that, but also like very revealing. Uh, unfortunately, the best example is the worst spoiler, which is surprise, Elf's got a gun now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Elfie's got a gun. Ho, ho, ho. Now I've got a gun. Same vibe. It's same vibe. What have you got? A knife. No! (laughs) Why? We have always known where you were. We have simply respected your desire for privacy. Then why come here now? You had us convinced they could not be resurrected. It's true. When there is no more room in hell, the elves will walk the earth. Some Nazis visit Grandpa, which is how we sort of get to know that he's involved <laughs> a and a Nazi. They do have they have the line: "When there is no room in hell, elves will walk the earth." Again, said with not a drip of irony. Beautiful, delivered yeah. so seriously. <laughs> a stolen line that is only confusing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't yes. add anything. Yes. Yeah, because your brain is like. Hell, wait a minute. They, elves are from hell. Like, why? Back. They bring it back. back, Casey, because he says, one of the Nazis says later, before they kill the grandpa, now that hell is full, where will you go? You know, hell is full because elves are walking on earth, so that <laughs> means hell is full. So where could you possibly go? I don't know. Bang, 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 bang. Right. It's so, it's so confusing. 
and made more confusing by the fact that my brain is still going, so wait, they are just Nazis. We're just watching a movie about Nazis and it's like not a big deal. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. A Christmas movie. Okay. A Christmas movie. A Christmas movie about Mall Santa versus Nazi. That is beautiful. In 2022, this movie would literally be called Mall Santa versus Nazis. That's yep. right with just a fucking evil elf walking around <laughs> killing whoever. Are you guys sure we're not going to get in trouble? Blacks, we need experiences like this. It helps me to get over things. Besides, it helps me with my poetry too. Life is long and life is hard, but Kevin's is thick and Dave's is a yard. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Whatever. Just let me finish up here. So the sisters of anti-Christmas are planning a night of frivolity and sex. Great plan. At Golems. They're going to do a chopping mall. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. But everything is rent asunder when the elf and the Nazis show up. A brief moment for this friend who apparently can't choose a piece of lingerie to save her life and doesn't because it does not get saved. But like she keeps trying different lingerie on and she just keeps getting dunked so hard by her friends. Yeah, them. they're not supportive. No. I don't really, I don't get the first one. The second one, sure, she, it's silly. It's a lot of negligee. Yeah. But it's like also... The boys are just there to hear, have sex. They don't care. They're <laughs> so horny. The girls' dialogue in this, it was like they took the three weird sisters from Macbeth and tried to like <laughs> valley girl them. Like they were kind of talking in poetry that I didn't understand. A lot? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, wait, you're right. They have that rhyme. What is it? Life is long and life is hard, but Kevin's is thick and Dave's is a yard. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then the walk away. That was my, like a, a genuinely really big laugh for me when that scene ends. Because yeah, the two friends are just there to see Kirsten God, painstakingly put every single one of those donuts on that train. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Mandel went, and action, other two friends. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, till the eighth donut, then go. <laughs> that scene ends, and the two friends walk away, and the other friend asks, This isn't really a yard, is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. As the girls are trying to preparing for their late night jaunt, Santa goes to the, yes! I guess, the 24 hour library and asks for the occult section, which is, of course, section 666. And he calls out the joke, which I do. I don't know if that's if that's good humor, bad, good humor, bad, bad humor, bad, yeah. good, bad, bad humor. But I appreciated it. I did appreciate it. He, he's remembering a book from college and a page is torn out about it. And he just randomly blurts out Fitzpatrick and like the name of a university. It was that it? I, f I thought it was he was reading a book on the occult. The page was ripped out. And so he looked at the person who wrote the book. Oh, and maybe. later goes to find that professor. That makes more sense than what I said. That he had taken an occult class in college. Yes, that's it. honestly <laughs> what I thought. I mean, maybe. Oh, and this is all spurred because Santa saw a symbol in the blood of <laughs> and the he's like, dead Santa. Don't get Santa. involved. Don't get involved. God damn it. I can't help but get involved. What are you doing here? We didn't touch anything. We didn't steal anything. Just don't tell my parents, okay? It's okay. Just calm down. I can't calm down, okay? Oh, God, just don't arrest us, okay? He can't arrest us. He's Santa. What are you doing here? 
I'm taking care of things. No, you're not. You didn't even have a job this morning. You're the one who put the tape on the back door, so you're not supposed to be here either. Cool Mexican standoff. <laughs> funny. That's a funny. That's a funny script choice. I know these girls yeah. were so innocent. I felt so bad for them. It's unclear to me why they died. Because the movie wanted bloody teenagers. Yeah, fair enough. It's effectively brutal the way that we remove the friends from the picture. Yeah. Yeah. So chaos ensues at Golem's after dark because the boys arrive. Good lord, are they horny? They decide they're going to break the door down, but then the Nazis arrive and kill them and break down the door and there's a giant shootout is that who the dead person was the i Nazis think it was one of the boys the door? Right? Yeah, i think it was, was one, of the, one of the boys it's unclear but i think it was one of the boys it does it's sort of who cares the boys are nothing the boys are a, are a non-issue to the movie right none of them want to sleep with kirsten that's for sure they're just a thing of legend yeah. when the nazis show up santa and kirsten are like caught in a shootout they just peer over a counter <laughs> And then that's all anyone says about the goddamn mythical creature that's just like running around the scene. And I still don't know what the, before the elf kills the friend, I don't know what the elf's position in any of this is. Like the elf knows Santa is helping Kirsten, but I don't know what the elf feels about that. I don't know. I don't know what the purpose of the Nazi shooting of the place was. It's probably going to wind up happening the way we want it to. Do we really need to be shooting up a box factory around her in order to like make this happen you're saying it's an indiana jones scenario where like the yeah. plot would have happened would have exactly happened the same, the same. yeah it. yeah like the elf was on the nazi side the nazis were on the elf side but the nazis may not have known about the elf until the, they saw the elf yeah because this is like a decades old nazi elf sex cult <laughs> yeah there doesn't seem to be a lot of synergy between them and the elf <laughs> doesn't seem... i mean the elf is only awakened by fucking kirsten accidentally karate chopped her candle <laughs> unless we're you know we're doing like what hereditary did and we're like <laughs> you know even the happenstance was all planned aha uh-huh. i don't know but i i uh, don't don't make don't make me think about it. <laughs> don't make me undo it because it's so it's so it's, it's so beautiful. It's like a souffle. It's standing fine. Just don't don't shout at it. It's standing fine for the moment. There is a bit in the beginning that I actually do like, and it almost makes the fact that this movie is so goddamn horny <laughs> make some sort of plot sense. Like this movie doesn't have to be as horny as it is, but the bit about. Like, the fact that they're meeting up with the boys after hours and the girls are excited. And especially the, like, super ditzy one is like... You're not really going to do it, are you? Those guys? Forget it. I'm saving it for someone special. But how do you stop them? Just say no. It scares the hell out of them. They don't know how to deal with it. is both an awesome piece of character bit for her the fact that she does stave off all of the male influence throughout the movie is actually pretty interesting and then the friend says back uh i'd rather just go through with it than have a confrontation (laughs) which is so bleak (laughs) this movie i suppose with the exception of kirsten and santa which is good it's like it never 
isn't kind of also in the background reminding you that humanity is monstrous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. we live in a world of like uh, fascism and murder and rape and yeah. like people get like brutalized. You're not safe at home. You're not safe at work. You're like, your life is right. just miserable. Merry Christmas. You go and sit on Santa's lap and Santa gropes you, you know, Santa wants or a world. Santa and a kid <laughs> pees in your lap immediately. Yeah. The idea of like Nazism, fascism, authoritarianism lives in people just saying i don't want confrontation yeah i'm just gonna go with it like kirsten destroys the literal nazis but is also the only person that can because she's the only one who actually goes against the grain it's like a both a literal and figurative death of sort of nazism the sisters of anti-christmas both die one is shot by nazis one is killed by the troll and then eaten by the troll Sorry, elf. No, nibbled on he, by the troll yeah, elf. Oh no, yeah, he bites her. I, he I at love, least eats her finger. He, ha- he gets a he gets a finger. I do love that uh, their little f- tussle because she hides in like a mannequin storage room. That shit's awesome. <laughs> and one of them is very clearly the elf. Yeah. And its head just sort of bobs around and moves, and then they have like a little chase scene, and the elf is weirded out by like Christmas toys, and then tosses a teddy bear in front of her turns around we see that he's wearing a santa hat now yes and he stabs her to death he got into the christmas spirit instantly i love it this is an interesting lev kuleshov experience we got to have you read josh the elf was weirded out by the toys (laughs) yeah that's what i read it see now it's just the blank elf creature (laughs) face right so I, i was thinking that i was watching him and i was like what is the puppeteer trying to emote yeah, in this exactly. movement as much movement as it could get with the tab. yeah considering the next moment considering he drops the bear in the girl's lap and then is standing over her menacingly with a knife and an elf hat on i feel like it looks up at the toy of herbie the elf and is like mm, good <laughs> that's a good idea i'll be an elf now it's the title of the movie after all I suppose I should do some elf type thing. I'm a big fan of one of the friends ending up in the mannequin story room, partially because I think just like thematically that's an interesting place to be. I mean, I think the idea of it being a department store, the like place where the mannequins are held is cool. Mm. I think the fact that like so much of this movie is just sort of terrible bland people yeah the idea of authoritarianism and sameness but then also and the thing i really like about it is the fact that they know that their puppet for the elf looks fake as shit and so why not put it in a scene where it just can look fake (laughs) and that is adding to the scene not subtracting from the scene these filmmakers knew at the end of the day you could get feet you get hands <laughs> grasping at something, and you get a mid-shot of the elf kind of looking around. Yeah. And you needed to work within those limitations. <laughs> How can we construct a murder scene with those three possible shots? And you know what they did? Uh, Yeah, I was much more affected by the other friend's death, though. Yeah. yeah. She's in her fucking romancing the stone oh. negligee. The sort of negligee that Kathleen Turner would wear in a movie in the 80s or 90s, and you as a kid watching it later would be like, that's what like my dad likes? Is that what my dad likes? That much? Like she's very excited for Dave and his yard-long member. She runs into a freight elevator to go downstairs to meet him, but run, but the Nazis run into her first, 
and they try to interrogate her and she's just freaking the yeah, fuck yeah, out. She's not having it. So they dome her. So they just yeah. shoot her. Ugh. Gun to the head. And then we cut to Kirsten and Kirsten reacts to the gunshot sound. It's like very... Uh, gunshot sound or director going bang <laughs> in the Foley room. Either or. I mean, that is movies. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> While these are a historical Nazis, it, it, it is a very cold... Nazi-like execution. Ugh. I mean, not that they look. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't copyright bullets to the head. But I mean, <laughs> fuck, did they? You put ten thousand hours into anything, you know. The cops arrive. Santa spots the symbol on the floor in blood. They nobody believes them. They go and tell Kristen's mom and grandfather, and neither of them believe them. Or you know, well, I guess yeah, I guess Grandpa does. Grandpa tells Kirsten to pack a bag, and Santa goes to see. Fitzpatrick at the University Library. So Fitzpatrick is another straight up comedy performance. Yes. In this otherwise played All the straight exposition movie. dumps that happen from here on out are like insane yes. comedy performances. Yeah, this is Nathan Lane, a cult professor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I kind of loved it. Among the creatures specified by God to be saved, it is said the little creeping things. Now are they insects? Maybe. A lizard, right? Wrong. No. Do you think that there could be an elf cult or a sect alive today that would be crazy enough to kill people? Oh, no. But about 50 years ago, there was a group that believed in elves. They did one hell of a lot of killing. The Nazis. The Nazis? Mm-hmm. They believed in elves? Oh, yes. They believed in a lot of things. You know, if you could ignore their brutality, you'd have to say they were just a bunch of crackpots. I was trying to, like, Google the symbol, and then the movie just sort of, like, did it for me. <laughs> which is good, because as far as I got was, like, it, it looks like the Blue Oyster Cult symbol upside down. <laughs> which is just not true. I mean, it's a movie that, like, is beating along towards its climax, and then takes a pit stop to be like, in the beginning! Get, oh, yeah. my God. The fact it goes that back to Genesis! Noah. Oh my God, the talking about Noah and how like, you know, in the Bible, when they say the little creeping things, you know what those could mean? I don't know. Exactly. Elves. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sweet. It's so good. It's so I've good. got a ripoff report card that's a lot like this. Oh, yes. fantastic. <laughs> so on Christmas Eve, Kirsten's mother tells her that <laughs> the, her grandfather is her father. Merry Christmas Eve. A little Chinatown thrown in for good measure. Why do you hate everyone? Why do you hate me so much? I wish you were dead and Dad was still alive. Dad? Dad? You want to talk to Dad? Go down to the study and talk to him. When are you saying Dad's dead? Dad is in the study. Grandfather is in the study. The man in the study is your grandfather. And your father! My sister, my daughter, my sister, my daughter, my sister, my daughter, <laughs> your grandpa and your father. You really borscht belted that up. I know, but that's how, okay, so I've like never actually seen Chinatown except for that scene. Uh, and so it has become like a punchline between me and my friends because like it sounds so funny oh, out it's of context. Insane. If you I just know, do a flat read. I know it's terrible, but just like the slapping around. She's my sister, my daughter, my sister, my daughter. And that's just how I view Chinatown. Sorry classics fitzpatrick refers a lot, Santa. Of, a lot of irish professors <laughs> yeah, a lot right. of irish professors 
of the occult. He refers him to his colleague, O'Connor, who, where else would he be? His home on Christmas Eve. He's carving turkey for his daughters. And one of the daughters says, is that roast beast? Which I thought was adorable. And he does not <laughs> indulge it at no. all. He's, He's like, so academic. No, it's turkey, you st- stupid moron. <laughs> well, then he goes on his tirade explaining the two different schools of thought all of this in front of his young children we get a great cutaway it's It's so good like we're like like we're just hanging on these kids while he's explaining these horrific nazi experimentation scenarios it's wonderful the elf mates with a virgin on christmas eve to produce the master race and it will eventually rule the world. But once again, the problem is there is no such thing. No elves. Honey, would you tell these kids not to be throwing things at each other? Now your time is up. We got so much lore, so much lore, in fact, that we were given two explanations for why the Nazis like elves, which was an unnecessary detail. They could have just gone with the factual one. But they said one theory is that the Nazis experimented with elves as assassination teams. But, But also he says something like, which was a question I had the whole time, which was like, they can get in, they can get out. Nobody sees them. I did wonder, like, I know there are some times where we see him, like, through the shootout. But then there are other times where he just seems as, as the elf is walking in front of people. And yeah. was yeah. the POV shot, was it like Frodo wearing the ring? Is it like when it's all gooey like that? Or is he invisible? Oh, was oh. it? Oh, it could have been magic. Interesting. I will answer some of these questions in the ripoff report card. Oh, yes. thank goodness. Or elves were a genetic exemplary. The plan was that the elf would mate with the virgin on Christmas Eve to create the master race, and it will eventually rule the world. It's like, what? And the answer was both. Both. Yes, the answer is yes. I just was not prepared for the movie to present to me like, eugenics and elf come in one idea (laughs) the phrenological sciences and the fucking jism of herbie the dentist elf or whatever it's like those are the two things going through my head and the fact that they wrap up that scene with the question from a little girl of daddy what's elves elves which is the name of the movie spoken to the camera, despite the fact that the movie has one elf. Also, it's the one question this movie has no answer to. (laughs) We get to the end of the movie, I'm not even 100% sure if the elf is on the Nazi side or not. Like, we do not get a lot of information about the the elf. The elf is fulfilling a genetic purpose. The elf is also really just a glorified key master gatekeeper situation. Like, the (laughs) elf was spraying whole cloth from the earth and is just like, I need to meet the gatekeeper at this time and this just has to happen. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think no it necessarily has an agenda. No. Santa has a car chase with the Nazi. What a sentence. He fonzies a bomb out of his glove compartment. Oh my God, yeah. He just bangs the cigarette lighter and blows up his own car in order to jump the Nazi. Look, this movie isn't perfect. How dare you? This movie isn't made by perfect filmmakers. How dare you? But it's made by people with a really good sense of how and when to parse out information for the effect of comedy. Yeah. Even if that information is jibber-jabber, goo nonsense. (laughs) Him hitting the cigarette lighter, knocking on the front console of his car until a lit like a like 
TNT falls out the bottom, right? <laughs> yeah, a wily coyote. The big black bomb with the with the short fuse. About it. <laughs> right. It's Mario Kart. He jumps out of the car. Car keeps driving. Car blows up. Big wide shot. Car there on fire. And then Nazi that was following him pulls into frame, gets out of car, and just looks at the burning wreckage for a second. Kind of looks around like. What is he up to? And then from the side of frame, Santa jumps <laughs> and tackles the Nazi. It's it's funny. Fucking body by Jake's him. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh God, speaking of laughs, the way that Kirsten's mom dies, she's taking a bath. The elf sneaks up on her and shoves the radio into the tub. There is a prolonged scene of the naked mother jostling around like she's being electrocuted whilst the puppet just sort of sits there nodding like uh-huh 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 yeah <laughs> fuck yeah I the did, only it. Thing I did it this shit. there's a lot of power going to that radio because she she cooks she cooks down pretty good <laughs> she is a roast beast she cooks like a christmas turkey it, it it's it's intense i mean but talk about a character who is has it coming oh yeah she's earned some sort of sympathy or something approaching it back to me when you learn that she's right. she right. was the child rape victim of her father yes yes you, you can see why she's messed up certainly right but she is also a terrible terrible person her being killed by the elf really threw me as to what the elf's goddamn motivations are why, why? <laughs> there's kind of so much to unpack right they do so much work to discuss generational trauma that's a part of this mm. i mean this movie also like at every turn really wants to make sure that it makes the most uncomfortable plot decision that it can. Every time you're, <laughs> yeah. like, oh. you're like, oh, it could either be... No, it's worse. Yeah, 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 that yeah. scene in particular is funny because she's having this mental breakdown scene and at least it seems to me like cinematically it's saying like she's going to kill herself. That's what the scene is leading oh, to. Oh, yeah, right. interesting. That's how it okay. feels to yeah, me. Yeah, I thought so too. Because there's like a... You know, one of the common ways to kill yourself is like you slit your wrist in the bathtub in, in hot water and so you don't feel it. And so it's like it, like it feels like that's what we're going to. But no, she's just now crazy and in the tub. It's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Which is the perfect setup for her that's to die. so interesting. That's yeah, especially a... her doing her makeup before. It, it just yeah. felt like yeah. a prepping oh. for suicide scene. And again, maybe that's another one of these like really hilariously, perfectly irreverent moments where this movie zigs when you think it's going to zag, where it's like, maybe that setup was on purpose and the punchline is... No, our ludicrous elf creatures would kill yeah, her. Exactly. Actually, yes, that's how that's how I feel about it. <laughs> There's a moment after that where Kirsten's sitting with the grandfather, and he's like, "I have always greatly regretted my hand in all this." There's something triumphant about a movie, or deeply disturbing about myself. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, what does he mean? What does he regret? Like his, you know, drugged impregnation of his own daughter." or being a Nazi. And then when, you know, it cuts back and he's like, I would never hurt her. She was drugged. She didn't feel a thing. My brain went, oh, good. It's the rape he's talking about. <laughs> and I, for a second, I was like, thank goodness. He's, he, okay, he's apologized for the rape. He's still an unrepentant Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> and my brain went, oh, good. <laughs> Santa arrives at Kirsten's house. He leads the kids upstairs to find their mom electrocuted. 
tells them oh she's going to be okay. Just straight up lying. Like, like, Ugh. oh, no, she's fine, kids. She's fine. She's Mommy's just sleeping. It's like... <laughs> Oh, just be honest. No, I had the other feeling, and I, I get that. I get you saying just be honest, because. But at the same time, there's always the movie where it's like, "Don't look, kids. Like, what's wrong with mommy?" <laughs> it's like, just go, just don't look. Or they look for a second, and then they, you know, they crumple in the their newfound protector's chest or whatever. You know, however right. else they do it in a real emergency situation, it's probably smarter to be like, "No, your mom's fine. She, I just, yeah. uh, yeah, she, ooh." Oh, yeah, you're going to go out the window. Oh, yeah, okay, she's hopping out the window. Don't worry. We should run out the front door, but she, I just saw her. She waved at me, (laughs) said she loves you, kids, and she's going to go out the window and meet us way later, like hours from now. They believe Santa, because why wouldn't you? They go downstairs. I do love Willie asks Kirsten, are we going to be all right? No, Willie, Gramps is a Nazi. Which is a beautiful but, line. Which she should know. Looks around and there's like an eagle crest in the corner. There's <laughs> like yeah, right. a picture of her grandfather with Adolf Hitler like smiling and yeah, giving a thumbs, thumbs up. up. And he's, he's yeah. like, oh shit. I can't believe I never saw this. <laughs> Grandpa explains that the offspring would be neither elf or human. It would be the Antichrist itself. Sure. Sure. Oh, my favorite joke and maybe line of dialogue ever because of the voice, because of the context, because of the whole movie that leads up to it, because of, frankly, the entire history of cinema leading up to this <laughs> moment, all the sands in this hourglass, when the grandfather goes, If you are alive tomorrow, read the last book of the Bible, Revelations. It's a very frightening story that commences tonight at midnight if we do not stop. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Crazy. I love that so much. Hey, it's the end of the world tonight, but if it's not, then I suggest you read about the end of the world that begins tonight. (laughs) There's a lot of if you say so to the mythos of this movie. There's a lot of like, sure, I guess. Like, you sort of just have to take everyone at their Nazi rapist words. (laughs) Grandpa pulls out the illustration of the virgin anti-Christmas that that Kirsten made. Oh, my God. And the symbol that the elf's been drawing and makes a swastika in the boobs of the illustration, which is somehow proof of... It's like Something? it's like when you fold, fold the dollar bill up a bunch and suddenly it shows you the Illuminati. That's what it's showing you. <laughs> or, a, or a Mad Magazine fold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is simultaneously the most ludicrous nonsense and also the most thematically accurate way to describe the entire movie, which is a picture of a naked woman and also <laughs> Swastikas for some reason. It's two movies in a row that we've had the most incredible reveal in cinematic history. Two movies in a row. Two movies in a row that were really proud of their drawings <laughs> and neither of which deserved be. it. Yeah, yeah, no reason. Now that hell is full, I wonder where you will go. No! Run! Run, Kirsten! So it's just chaos from here on out. 
the Nazis show up. Santa beats up Nazis, which I fucking love. Kids get out into the woods. Nazis kill grandpa. Yeah, I feel nothing. Yeah. No one feels anything. Nazi. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what's so great. The, the character we've, you know, we've learned the most about, spent the most time with besides Kirsten. And we feel nothing. Right, and death. don't feel anything because he's a Nazi kid fucker. <laughs> and another Nazi kid fucker is shooting him. And you, <laughs> you just don't care whatsoever. The only thing about that to point out is the fact that the elf shoots the Nazi, which is oh incredible. Well, you're skipping. Wait, which part am I skipping? You're skipping a bunch. That's right. Isn't that because because Santa's got to get. Oh, yeah. Scott. Wait, wait. No. Yeah, you're right. Elf shoots the Nazi later. I mean, it is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with skipping everything that happens in between it because it sort of does it with the exception of our friend Santa getting shot by the worst actor ever's last moments. <laughs> Nazi we know the least about. <laughs> the, the villain, I guess. Of the many Nazis in this movie, he's the one we don't know anything about. Truly. He, like, executes Grandpa, and it all happens off camera. It's, like, very unceremonious, and I liked that. And then Santa, like, sort of beats him up, and Santa gets popped by another Nazi who had been, like, shot or knocked down or something. And I just thought they were just killing everyone, which I was <laughs> yeah. kind of into. Like, I really thought this was, like, we were just starting to lose main characters. You and I was getting... Santa, Casey! He's just one of Santa's helpers. Yeah. <laughs> Kirsten and Willie run out into the woods. The lone surviving Nazi that we know virtually nothing about follows them. Oh, and biffs it. He yeah. biffs he, it. I fucking love this. He follows them. They're on foot. He follows them in a car for some reason and drives off the smallest <laughs> cliff I have ever seen in my goddamn life and rolls his car over sideways. Early on in this movie, I was just like, none of this will coalesce, right? <laughs> I don't see how these ingredients make a stew. Yeah, there's no way, right? There is no way these flavors go together. And then we're very pretty quickly in a room with Nazis and the elf. And I was like, oh shit, yeah. it's coalescing. <laughs> well, we get to the point where... Yeah, uh, seemingly everyone's been shot to death. Kirsten and her little brother, who has watched her bathe, and we have forgotten. <laughs> we have long <laughs> forgotten about the fact that he's been jerking it to his own sister. Uh, they are, like, running through the woods, and then the bad guy is driving down a road, and we keep cutting back and forth between these two things. And I'm just thinking, unless Kirsten and her little brother just walk out on the street, I don't see how these two parties will ever run into <laughs> yes. each other. This is going truly nowhere. So that the fact that the guy driving just fall, like this car just falls over essentially and he gets out. Hilarious. He falls into the seat. Like he just tumbles in. It's really good. He climbs out of the car and then is like crawling towards Kirsten. It's like, I will help you. It's okay. I'm here to help. And, right. And Again, then, the Nazis didn't need to be. They only they really complicated didn't. things by being here. The Nazis in this movie could have been an email. <laughs> <laughs> so the Nazi tells Kirsten that he loves her and will save her. And then the elf shoots the Nazi, which is an incredible sentence. Oh, my God. Oh, so beautiful. It's so good. It's just his little tiny hand holding a gun. Fucking James Cagney. Like fucking <laughs> Edward G. Robinson just like, Meh, blast, blast, blast. <laughs> is so great. Why does the elf have a gun? I have no desire to hurt you. Leave me alone. I love you. I love you more than anything. You are everything. No. Get away. Calm down. Calm down. 
And it's, it's especially great because he can't emote at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's giving it a, a gun to Elmo, basically. And you're like, oh, okay, Elmo's got a gun now, guys. <laughs> Elmo got a gun! <laughs> Another very funny reveal because Kirsten has tripped the Nazis like, it's all, it will all be fine. We, we will protect you. I will not hurt you. We will stand up very respectively off to the side while this little <laughs> elf man uh, rapes you. No, we're here to help you. Help you. It's only in there because it's so good. Because it's such a surprise. Because it's exactly what you didn't expect to be said or done. Oh, and, oh, and the next thing! The next thing! So uh, Kirsten sends uh, Willie to go get the crystal coat. Because they forgot to grab it, I guess. Well, she did see it. She like saw it on the desk and was like, I need to grab it. But then like in the moments it took her to process that she should grab it, she didn't grab it and instead ran out the door without it. But then the elf is making moves on her and there's a cockroach on the ground that the elf picks up and offers to her as like a treat, like a pregame. Romantic man. There really are some very strange details that this movie decides to focus on instead of do other things. <laughs> yeah. We know a lot about the the mating rituals, <laughs> I suppose, of this elf. The dowry of a cockroach <laughs> given to a young Kirsten before yeah, the consummation. Play. We're aware of elf foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking little elf nine and a half weeks, we get to Nine and a half weeks. <laughs> Right? That's the. They, yeah. that, they have a food yeah. scene. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Willie has to get all the way back up into the house. So far. Get the thing. Has so much time. He has to, like, Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> he, has to, like, he has to put together the shrine, shrine of the, of the silver, silver monkeys. <laughs> turns out Santa's alive, so he gives Willie the crystal. Willie arrives back with the crystal. Kirsten shoves it into the earth and then. <laughs> Something, something. She thinks about her drawing or grandpa's drawing or whoever yeah, drew this. Whoever drew the buxom Nazi in the in the, in the book, right? Yeah. In the hands of the Virgin of Anti Christmas was both a crystal, I guess, and like a chalice. And in that moment, Kirsten realizes that that means she has to shove the crystal back in the hole from whence the elf came, right? How do those sure. two things relate? Listen, Grandpa I said she would know. I will tell you. Okay. Oh, that's okay. very exciting. This is Greg's half-baked idea. As we've discussed a little bit, this movie is like pervy men, the movie. <laughs> There's a lot of non-consensual things happening. Ooh. There's a lot of smoking of, uh, of log okay. cigarettes and donuts with large holes. This is the moment where Kirsten takes the power back and she shoves a phallus-like thing into the elf's hole. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I love I like that this. reading. I like this half-baked idea, Greg. And the worst final line of a movie ever written, <laughs> ever, which is, die, yeah. you little f- <laughs> Yeah, that was, a, that was a bummer. Did I block that I out? I blocked that out. I don't, that out. I don't that. remember that. Her final line as she throws the stone into the thing, she says, die, you little f- 
Oh my god, oh, I did not. Yeah. And I was wow. so flabbergasted that it erased my memory for the entire rest of the movie. So everything gets all glowy and ghosty. I don't oh, know, maybe yeah. if we read our revelations, we'd see whether this was what was happening right now. And the video toaster was turned on, and the ghost effect was used. There was some supplementary material, I'm sure, to this movie. The elf melts back into the earth. Everything whites out. For a while. There in shell shock for a bit at the end of this movie. Kirsten and her brother are sitting in the forest. There's snow falling. Snow or like ashes Ash. of like... Unclear. Okay. Elf come? Elf come. Could be elf come. And the credits roll over presumably an antichrist fetus and a heartbeat. I almost took the <laughs> the end to be is, is that a virgin birth? Is, is Oh! Yeah, is the Nazi elf... Shit. Impregnation of Kirsten is is that Jesus? Interesting, <laughs> which is, oh, which fuck, is a wild way to interpret that. But also, that's, that oh, makes the most sense. Yeah. No, it, I was curious. I'm like, did he? Make yeah, it? like, when did they have sex? We didn't see it. We're intercutting between running through the forest groping, running through the forest groping. Fucking elf's getting a hand up the thigh. Willie's not even getting, like, out the forest yet. He's still, <laughs> he's still, still, like, looking around being like, where am I going? I feel like there is a time jump there that is unaccounted for. And when Willie gets back with the crystal, there is a bit of a, like, post-coital cigarette attitude to the elf <laughs> and Kirsten. You think they did it while Willie was coming back? It does feel like the elf isn't quite coming at her <laughs> in the same way he was. <laughs> As Jungle Boogie would say, get down, get down! <laughs> As Jungle Boogie would say. <laughs> Rip off report card. Rip off report card. <laughs> Rip off report card for elves. <laughs> he was a little Nazi gerbil that rhymes with gerbils. <laughs> Nazi stuff. Da, 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 da. Rip off report card. Da, 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 da. Take it away, Greg. <laughs> The Elves Ripoff Report Card is brought to you by La Brea's newest pet store, Noah's Bark. Please call ahead. We can only have two types of animal at any time. <laughs> the storied traditions of elves could be an entire episode unto itself, but suffice it to say, the beginnings of elves date back to early Christian and pre-Christian folklore, especially in North Germanic mythology. It is thought that elf originally meant white being and was and still is often associated with beauty and seduction, but also with magic and illness. Hmm. The notions that elves were human sized or bigger in some fantasy circles or their association with Christmas are more recent developments in their long histories. Elves, along with dwarves and fairies, have undergone hundreds of years of various iterations and traditions, and with that, some pretty funny changes. Some of those I will tell you about right now. Elves were often thought to be invisible, or mostly invisible, but could sometimes be seen dancing, especially at night or on misty mornings. Where they danced, they would leave a circle, which could be a ring of small mushrooms or a circle of flattened grass in a field or meadow. 
It was thought that if you found yourself walking over or into an elf circle, you could be stricken by illness. And if you urinated into an elf circle, <laughs> it would cause a venereal disease. <laughs> when the elves were dancing, if a human were to lay eye on the elves, the onlooker would become transfixed, and though to them it would seem to last only moments, afterwards they would learn years have passed. The invitation or luring of humans by elves to dance is a motif prominent in old Scandinavian ballads. Elves have continued to play the role of disease spirits in folklore. The term elf shot, which some people may recognize as stone arrowheads with small stones or gems around it, is when an invisible elf would shoot disease arrows at humans <laughs> to inflict illness and kill cattle. The human illness is usually a sudden shooting pain and it appears in old Anglo-Saxon medical texts. And similarly, elf shot was used to describe illness in livestock until pretty recently in some countries. If you wanted to ward off elves and protect your cattle, you may carve a pentagram onto an object or building. Or you could try appeasing the elves by leaving a treat, such as butter, at an elven mill, which was a pictogram found in Scandinavia and believed to be used by elves. Today, elves are ubiquitous in fantasy, of course, but in particular, elves still function in places like Iceland, where the populace have much stronger ties to their agrarian roots and are notably superstitious. Almost a third of people there believe in elves, which, I mean, it's Iceland, that's about 15 people, but <laughs> those people believe in elves, or as they call them, hidden people, and more might. The elves there are most active during the Christmas season, between the Christmas and New Year's holidays, lighting up their homes in the rocks. The government, especially in the, during the construction of new roads or pipelines, do or have in the past have had elf experts who have advised on the removal of things like large rocks or drilling tunnels so as to not disturb the hidden people. <laughs> Some long-term delays in construction in Iceland have been attributed to the persistence of elves. What? <laughs> and that has been the elves ripoff report card. Iceland is stupid. <laughs> Iceland is stupid. That's what happens when your country has a lot of natural resources, but not a lot of natural enemies, and you get a lot of time on your hand, and you come up with socialism really quickly, and it works because there's only like 17 people in your country, but also you're very responsible with your resource allocation, but also you get a lot of it, but that's fine because you don't, you know, border anyone, and you uh, benefit from a... Uh, uh, centuries-long trading routes that pass through you and need you as a necessity, and also you get a bunch of hot people in it, so you're all fucking each other and smoking weed and eating chocolate and, like, kippers all the time or whatever the fuck you do, and then you're like, oh, but elves are probably real, and everyone's like, why not? Everything else in this place is so goddamn magical. Rip-off report card. <laughs> I'm going to have to check if we have any listeners in Iceland. I know. All the elves in Iceland listen to us. <laughs> All right, class. <laughs> that is the end of elves. Nine, your time is not up. You will tell us your final thoughts, whether you care to or not. We have ways of making you share your final thoughts. 
like asking. <laughs> <laughs> we now convene the podcasters of anti-Christmas. We bemoan Christmas as a petty, over-mediate event, and therefore will only discuss the most wild and usually Nazi-based Christmas movies imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> to quote the film Eurovision, the elves went too far. <laughs> <laughs> Every time during this episode that we kept saying elf man, I just kept thinking Danny <laughs> elf man. What's this? Yeah, and I just kept thinking of his big smiling face, which could honestly be scarier than the actual puppet that they had in the movie. <laughs> Sorry, this isn't my final thought, but I just realized we didn't talk about the fact that the elf followed her as she crawled over to kill it. <laughs> like, yes. that was my favorite little detail, is that as she was crawling with the crystal over to the elf hole. It he's followed like, her? He's, he just sort of waddled yeah. next to her. Yeah. He's like, hey, babe, where are you going? You ready for round two? We were cuddling. You're just going to, what, like, hit and quit it? I thought we could hang out today. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. That is my final thought. I got yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much to our teacher, Philip Marlowe, Seth Applebaum of Ghost Funk Orchestra, and Gabriella Tessitore of Scout Harris for our theme music, Justin Ferrero of the Rizzos for our bed music, and Shear for our logo, and the entire Video Eye crew, Greg Hansen, Casey Regan, Jamie Kennedy, and me, Josh Roth. Season's greetings from your classmates here at Video High. Have a happy holidays, and class will be back in session in the new year. At the Library Occult Santa... At the Occult Santa, Jesus. At the Library's Occult Santa... Uh, We're never going to get past this. This is, this is where it ends. Wow, I screwed up this rhyme, and now I have to figure out a way to fix it. <laughs> Simple Equations Podcast Network.